to always get the latest Game Tea, do not forget to follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook at The Game Tea Podcast, and you can find us on Twitter at Game Tea Podcast X. We post memes, gaming news, retweet friends of the pod, and of course, let you know when new episodes are available for your listening pleasure. Links are all available in the description of this episode, so check them out after the show, and thank you so much for listening to The Game Tea Podcast. everybody and welcome to another episode of the game tea podcast my name is jp i'm peaches and i'm czar this is a continuation of the blind date segment that we did within the last couple of weeks so just as a little heads up going to this episode now but you have not listened to that episode what we're doing now is going to make a lot more sense if you listen to that episode first just a fair warning but today the goal is to see if love is in the air with Czar, Peaches, and myself to see if we fell in love with the games that we've been assigned. Fellas, how you feeling today? Ooh, we all went on dates. We're going to tell you how they were. Did we like the date? My girlfriend's going to be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> but that's okay. My wife's going to be even madder. <laughs> My mom said I can't date till I'm 30. <laughs> oh, she's gonna be livid <laughs> oh no all right so that's the gist of what's going on in case you weren't here for the last time we all got assigned games from the other two hosts that we had to go and play and we all did and now we're here to give honest just sincere takes on how the date with those games went just as a little bit of a recap i got myself slime rancher czar what did you get i got undertale Wonderful. Peaches, what about you? And I got the exact opposite of both of those games. I got Dying Light. Yeah, you did. (laughs) That really is. Like, oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Now, here's what's interesting is like, these are games that for the most part, everybody has played. So like, Peaches was making a remark earlier that he's really anxious to see what I have to say about Slime Rancher because he really liked the game. And I'm here like, uh oh. (laughs) <laughs> but no, 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 it'll be fine. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. So are you guys ready to talk about how our dates went? Let's get romantic. Yeah, sir. So my game, I was assigned Slime Rancher from these yahoos. And um, I have a lot of opinions about these games, about this game. And I'm really anxious not to say the wrong thing because I think Peaches has another sniper on the roof. Always. Think of Sl- Slime Rancher is like Peaches' little sister. And he sent me on a date with his little sister. So I'd be like, yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> you take care of her. She didn't even put out. <laughs> oh, <Good>. no. <laughs> this, is a, this conversation is especially weird because I have a little sister. So I don't know how I feel about all this. Yeah, I just remembered that you have a little sister. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you want to talk about the game? <laughs> Do you want to talk about the game? Yeah, I want to. I want to nix all the sister stuff. All right. So, Slime Rancher. Now, this isn't a traditional interview like what we've done in other episodes with reviews. In this, we're doing it dating show style, right? So, we're gonna do what we loved about the game, what we weren't too fond of with the game, and finally, just a score out of ten. I think it goes pretty simple. So, let's talk Slime Rancher. Okay. So I know that you guys picked this game for me. One of the big reasons was art style, because, you know, I love a good art style and you guys were totally right when it came to Slime Rancher. 
It's so cute! <laughs> oh my god, the the art style in Slime Rancher is amazing. I wanted to pick up all the slimes and just give them such a big hug. They look so... <laughs> I'm looking online for, like, plushes of these little slimes because they're so cute! Aww. So, story of this game, just a quick rundown of a story. You play as this character named Beatrix. And essentially, you're from planet Earth, but there's this thing you can do where you can go to this very far off planet and you can do this thing called slime ranching. Slimes ranching is essentially this planet that you're on is full of these slimes, right? And your goal is to make a farm out of these slimes to harvest them for their plorts, which is essentially their poop. And you <laughs> it really is. Wait, it is. Wait, wait, say that again. What is it that, that these things are dropping? They're called plorts. Ah. So, okay. yeah, and it's essentially <laughs> their poop, and you send the poop back to Earth because they're poop. Because why not? I'm going to keep calling them plorts, because they <laughs> have, like, properties that people on Earth can use them for, depending on the slime. That's actually what my next point is of what I loved. So there's these different slimes that you can put on your farm, right? And they all have, like, different requirements. There is such a different variety of slimes and like there's description of the slimes and the kind of plorts that they make. And I found that it was actually really, really creative and really cool. I loved just reading the description of like, you know, this is a pink plort. Here's what the pink plort likes to eat. Or here's what the pink slime likes to eat to get the pink plorts. Here's like how you have to farm it. Every like slime has different like requirements of what it needs on your farm to be happy. And... I found that part to be very, very charming and very, very cool. Peaches, I think you had that in mind when you chose this game for me. What do you think? That Yeah, that's pretty much it. It kind of, it reminded me a bit of Stardew Valley, and I know we both love Stardew Valley. One of us probably more than the other. Um, <laughs> hint, hint, wink, wink. And like, it's just the combination of the art style and like similarity to Stardew that I thought you would really get a kick out of. And I think you were absolutely right. Um, that's something that I wasn't expecting to be so surprised with is like the different slimes that you can get and like the different ways of keep keeping them happy. I actually really, really enjoyed that. Like the resource management in this game is top notch. Um, and I'll get to into that here in a little while. Um, so that's kind of what make what makes Slime Rancher unique is that it actually is technically a farming simulator. A lot like games like Terraria or Stardew Valley, it falls into those types of games, but with the unique premise of like, it's not fruits and vegetables, it's these slimes that you're farming. And I found that premise to be really, really unique, actually. In fact, if you've played other farming simulators in the past like those games and you really enjoyed them, but you're getting a little sick of like the same old, same old, I highly recommend you go over to Slime Rancher because it's like the same kind of gameplay but in a much more unique way and like a much more unique method, I think that a lot of people can get a really big kick out of this game. As far as other things that I really enjoyed about the game, I like that there's a little bit of mystery to the planet. Like you don't get the entire map unlocked right away. You have to go and you have to explore and exploring is how you find like different areas that you have to unlock. It's how you find different kind of slimes that you can bring back to your own little farm and like start to harvest their plorts. And the whole time, you actually bought the farm off of this different slime rancher that used to be there. Well, he left little notes across the entire island, and I love finding those notes where he's like, Beatrix, this is the land where I used to go and just look at the ocean when I had crippling depression. I'm like, you go, Harry. <laughs> Ooh, collectibles, you say. 
they're not necessarily collectibles. They're more like, it's more like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, where if you find them, great, and if not, whatever. You don't actually pick them up, they always kind of stay there. But, like, it is really interesting, like, hearing about this guy, because he kind of, like, the whole time you're finding these notes, he alludes to, like, this love interest and, like, why he left the planet in the first place. And I, to be fair, haven't finished the game yet, so I don't know where it goes. But so far, I've really enjoyed that part of the game. It's very interesting. All right, I got a question. So, Bug Snacks broke my heart. Is there any dark twists to this game like Bug Snacks? That's that's funny that you say that because not not so far no. It almost seems like there's supposed to be, and if there is, I haven't found it yet, but I think it's kind of got like these vibes where you think that it's going to go in a malicious way, and so far it hasn't. I truly think whoever made this game didn't take the bug snacks route. They just kind of wanted it to be a genuine fun experience. Just like you just got done murdering hordes of people in Hades, or you just got done going to the land of the damned and, you know, doom. Why don't you just get some happy little slides? You've earned it. Go get your You've slides. earned it, champ. You guys have broken brains. Not everything needs some dark and horrible twist. No, I have trust issues. I've been hurt before. But it's really great when it happens. Yeah, Zar's right. <laughs> Zar is correct. And the final thing that I really enjoyed, well, actually, there's two more things. I enjoyed that it wasn't very hard. You know, like, technically, you can die, you can pass, you don't die, you pass out, like Pokemon style. And when you pass out, you lose the resources that you had on you at a time, but you can only hold four resources on you at a given time anyway, so if you do pass out, it's not that big of a deal. Like, you don't really, you don't lose money or, like, main items or anything you just lose like if you had slimes or resources like fruits or chickens or whatever you lose those but it's not a very big deal and the last thing that i really enjoyed is the chickens guy do you know who i'm talking about peaches (laughs) i think so yeah there's like this thing on your uh farm it's like you know there's other rancher there's other slime ranchers on the planet and they occasionally need favors from you And for the most part, they're annoying schmucks, right? But there's one guy that's just in a trench coat and it looks like slimes that are stacked on top of each other. And they're just like, (laughs) and they're just like, we just need 20 chickens. That's it. And I'm like, I, he's just like chickens. And I'm like, I like you. Isn't his name like Bob? Yeah. I'm like, you know what, Bob? You seem like a real straight shooter. (laughs) You seem like a real straight shooter, Bob. I'll get you those chickens. (laughs) Did you ever find the chickens? Oh, yeah. I gave him chickens all the time. He's the only one that I did quests for because I enjoy doing them for him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, those are the things that I really loved about my date. Um, Here's where I've got some criticisms. Uh, yeah, Peaches, hold on. Just hold on. <laughs> Did they have a weird hairy mole? Oh, God. the mo- <laughs> <laughs> Mole, 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 mole. Still lived, with, still lived with her parents. I still live with my parents, but that's not the point. Peaches, I think a lot of the criticisms I have about the game you're actually going to enjoy. You're going to agree with me with because the truth is you're right. I compared this game a lot to Stardew Valley. Because I felt that Stardew Valley was the perfect farming simulator. It gave me everything that I wanted in that type of game. And there's a few ways where Slime Rancher fell short of that experience. For example, I really would have enjoyed to be able to like... So you can do these things for other Slime Ranchers on the planet via the little box that you get on your uh, 
farm, right? But you never actually meet any of these other slime ranchers. I would have loved interaction with other people in the game. I felt like that was a huge missed opportunity. Like maybe you go to somebody else's farm and you can see how they do things. And that's how you like do the favors for them. Or just like, even if that's, you don't do the favors for them, like you come across their farms maybe and you talk to them. I felt like that would have been really cool. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, my only retort would be, I guess not every game is trying to be Stardew Valley and have like these deep, complex characters. Like Stardew Valley will surprise you with how deep and complex the characters that exist in the town are. And so I, I gave Slime Rancher a break for that, but I do see where you're coming from. It would have been a cool thing to have like more interaction with other people on this planet. Also ranching slime. Right, right. And that's where I'm coming from. Maybe a Slime Rancher 2 can fix that issue. Slime Rancher 2? <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. Slimy Boogaloo. Slimy Boogaloo. <laughs> um, a couple of my other gripes I had with the game, what I didn't really like that much, is I felt like even for farming simulator standards, it was a little too grindy. It made me so mad that the second I found an elusive slime that I can really cash in on, the plort prices just coincidentally went down all the time. <laughs> that, happened to me, that happened to me so often because different plorts are worth... Because fuck you. Because plorts are worth more depending on how rare the slime you found is. Like sli pink slime is the most common kind of slime, so their plorts aren't worth that much. But like, I remember like I finally found like this yellow slime where its plorts were like worth like $200. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to be rich. And it dropped down to 80 when I got back to my farm. I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're doing this on purpose. That stonks, baby. <laughs> because this has happened every time. And it's not a coincidence anymore. That made me, <laughs> that made me genuinely upset. I was like, you fuck off. You have these corrals where you can put like, you can hold up to like 30 different kinds of slimes on your farm with 30 different corrals. It's pretty big. But the problem is it's so much that you need help farming it, right? Well, there's items that you can make later on in the game that can help you like mine things. But the problem is that they don't explain to you how to get these specific items that you need in order to make these big devices. So I found that a little irritating. I had to figure out where to get these items from online. And I'm just like, um, that's something that should have been told to me. I, you see, I, I got to disagree with you there. When you I think play, so? When I play Stardew Valley, I have like 30 tabs of wiki open because <laughs> there's like no explanation for a lot of the things in Stardew Valley. I don't know if that's necessarily a failing on the game. Like, so I, I guess I went into it just kind of expecting that I would need to do that, you know? That's fair, but it's my opinion that you shouldn't have to go anywhere except the game to learn how to play the game. You shouldn't have to go to a Wikipedia page or unless it's like an elusive item or like uh, something that's supposed to be hard to find. Or like a game that's uh, specifically designed around you. But I'm not looking for how to get the super secret ultra armor. I just want to know how to make this bumblebee so that you could get my plorts for me. That shouldn't have to be something. <laughs> Isn't it just like a vacuum that sucks up the plorts? Uh, there are, but you need the special item that you can only get on like one specific part of this planet. And you have to know that you have to go to this specific part. I had a little bit of a gripe with that is all I'm saying. OK, I mean, that, that's a fair that's a fair criticism. I, I guess uh, you and I differ because I just expected that I would have to do that because I came to I came to Slime Rancher right after playing Stardew. And so I didn't think anything of it. That's but fair. Co like coming from your game experience, I could see where that would be an issue. There's only a couple more things. Um, 
I would have really enjoyed more custom ability on my farm. So I didn't like how the corrals for the slimes were already pre-set up and I don't have the ability to move them. You know, if that makes sense, like everything is pre-set up for you and you can unlock these areas so that you get more. But like, I would like to be able to like, you know, actually choose where the corrals go for the slimes. And I feel like in a farming sim where like you're probably really picky about where things are going, that probably would have been a really nice feature to throw in for people that are interested in the game. Just just my two cents on that. That checks out. Uh, no, I actually 100% agree with you there. Like that that is definitely a failing of the game, in my opinion, is that you can't customize the farm more. And that, again, I came from Stardew Valley. Stardew Valley, you customize everywhere, but like the top like 10% of your farm. Exactly. And that's what I loved about Stardew Valley. I'll give you my last little gripe before I move on. So the last thing to me is like, it's kind of goes along with the grinding. I feel like a lot of the rewards for progressing really weren't worth it. Um, In my opinion, I really felt like it was a lot of grind and a lot of time what I got for the grinding for like making this money just didn't seem really worth it to me. I mean, I know that's how farming simulators really go anyway, but like besides the slimes and like putting different things down and like the there's not a whole lot of custom ability or a lot of extra fun to be had with like customizing the farm I found. Because of that, I really didn't feel motivated to keep going forward, I guess, if that makes sense. I already almost feel like I've had my fill and I feel like I've only seen half of what the game has to offer, but I'm just like kind of almost over it at this point. All right. Well, that leads us to, you know, the question burning on all of our listeners' minds and the whole point of this date show. You going to keep dating it or you going to dump its ass? Why do you keep saying dump it like that? Because <laughs> he's thinking about those fat dumpies, dude. Sexies. Okay, so here's my mindset. I gave this game a quick score, right? I kind of added up and I'm like, okay, in my opinion, this is what this game deserves. For me to be like, oh yeah, this is definitely, I'm going to keep dating it. It would have to get at least an 8 out of 10. Because in my mind, that's where something exceeds being pretty decent and goes into, okay, this is a damn good game. Uh, Slime Rancher got a 7.8. <laughs> See, I, I I actually agree with... Didn't I, make the cut! I Like, when I played this game, like, in my head, like, internal rating, 7.5 out of 10. You gave it a 7.5 out of 10? So even... We weren't even that far off from each other then. Yeah. In my So I guess, like, the real opinion is where you would continue to progress with playing the game. I'm just about done. I think I've had as much of I, as I can take with Slime Rancher... A 7.8, that's a good, that's a really good, decent game. That's a game worth playing. That's a game worth playing. You know, like, not every game has to be a game that you just keep on keeping on in. Like, sometimes a game right. is just a really great, like, I don't know, 15 to 20 hours, and then you're like, all right, cool. I'm honestly probably just about done. Maybe I'll go through a couple more playthroughs, but at this point, Zar, I'm domping it. Oh, no. I'm we have our it. first breakup. Heartbreak City over for JP. That is unfortunate. Boo! Boo on you! 8 out of 10 is a high bar to pass. I'm very lenient with games, dude. My, I'm very lenient with my score on games. Like, I don't think that's true at all. It's, it's on a personal level, too, you know? It's like, Slime Rancher was so close to meeting the bar where I'm like, okay. It's like, if it just had, fi- if it just had like, one of those things I didn't like about it fixed, it would have hit the bar for me. And, uh, you know, that's absolutely fair. I just, 
when you say keep dating a game, I imagine a game that you're going to play. It's like for me, it's something like Rocket League, where it's like I just keep playing because I'm I'm doing it like for competition. I'm playing against people to win. You know, if a game's good enough, I'll always come back to it at some point. That's how I think of this. It's like when I say domp it, what I mean is like, honestly, if I put the controller down now, I'll have fond memories of the game, but I'm probably never going to play it again. That's fair. And I have taken up so much of the time for me. So, Zar, it is your turn. I hope you've had better luck than I did, buddy. All right. All right. All of you want to know how my date went? Oh, yeah, baby. Light cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Dramatic noir music starts playing. (laughs) So Undertale came, picked me up. We went out for a night of fun. Things got a little bit fuzzy after that. I got mind fucked. And then Undertale rang my doorbell the next morning and introduced itself, claiming we'd never met before. You're getting so meta. You're getting so meta with how Undertale works. Yeah, that's that, it sounds like you just described the intro to Undertale to me. I, for what it's worth, I really appreciate how meta you got, because that's the kind of game Undertale is. It's so meta. All right. So speaking of that intro, and this is what where I grew very a very hard fondness for this game right so as per request of jp i i started committing to the pacifist playthrough so i was getting no exp i gained no love and as as such you know i got to mother or toriel and she led me on to the little edge and to the gate and she's like don't leave don't leave i love you well i left you know and oh uh, so I left. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> and I remember being told that I would have to fight sometimes. And, you know, I would have to, like, fight and then I could spare them when their their health was low enough. So after talking and pleading with Toriel, I decided to kick the shit out of her. And it, <laughs> I was doing 20 damage with a wooden stick. <laughs> And all of a sudden, I hit her for a crit of 3-3-3, and she just poofed in front of me. She just gone. Did you see the line that she says when you kill her? She's like, yes. you, you hate me, don't you? And then she dies. Please be good. Yeah, oh. it's awful. It was. It was horrible. I felt horrible. And so, like, I immediately, like, searched it up and discovered that, you know, you can spare her. So I wanted to spare her. So I never saved. I went back. I did all the things. I I talked to Toriel, and then I didn't attack her like an idiot that I was. And eventually the fight ended, and I got to progress. Well, it's about that time I ran into Flowey. And that <laughs> perky little motherfucker initiates dialogue telling me, I know what you did. <laughs> I was like, what? What did I do? I didn't do shit. I just walked through that door. He's like, you killed her. I thought I was the only one who could save. It, it fucked with my mind. And so, you know, I progressed. I loved every minute of the game after that, but I have been suspicious. <laughs> it, this game is watching me. This game is sentient. Why did you make me download this? Because that's what makes it great. <laughs> Because that's what makes it amazing. It is, but I seriously feel like I'm, I'm being watched. But in all seriousness, this game was whimsical and fun. I am not quite done with it. I am at the throne room. 
still a hundred percent pacifist playthrough and honestly jp i absolutely agree with you um at least to a point i think it could go either way depending on what kind of a personality you have sure but, sure <laughs> but i personally did like the pacifist route going for my first playthrough I, I I'm kind of excited. I I don't know how the uh, how the the sinister playthrough goes, but you know we'll get to that more later. Um, mm -hmm. Sans, I like that guy. Oh, Sans is amazing. I understand the memes now because there's always these things like Sans looming in the background and like you don't fuck with Sans, and I get it, man. I also dated Papyrus. Papyrus is Bay. Uh, I will say oh, yeah. that. Did you get to Temi Village? Yes. I, not only did I get to Temi Village, I paid for Temi's fucking college education. Yeah. <laughs> Tim went to Cool Egg. Got the best armor in the game, though. Holy shit, that armor was worth it. Oh, yeah, it's crazy good. No, there's. I actually did a really cheesy exploit for that. So, okay. You did the dog residue cheat, didn't yes! you? Yes. Yep. I fucking yep. just duplicated the dog residue for three hours and paid for her college. Yup. Yup, that's what I did. And the whole time I was sitting there, I was like, you had the money all along. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're paying me for this dog poop. You ever think that maybe the college education was the friends you made along the way? <laughs> the friends we made along the way. You are paying me for this dog poop that is seemingly endless that I keep pulling out of my pocket, rubbing my hands with it, and then all of a sudden there's more poop in my pocket. You're just paying me up the ass for this. And you had the money to pay for your damn education all along? <laughs> oh, I love this game so much. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I don't know if the, the listeners out there know what a tem is. Um, if you don't, go out there and, and web search a Temi from Undertale. It's adorable, but it's terrifying. And there's a crack in Temi Village where the wall is just filled with these fucking little Temis. And when you go up to the wall, it says you feel watched. That's how I feel about this goddamn game. Maybe they're not talking about Temi at that moment. <laughs> I looked up a Temi. Why is there so much anthropomorphized Temmies with huge asses. Oh, <laughs> it'd be like that sometimes. Because Temmie is bae. You shouldn't have gone to images. What are you, fucking new here? Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> you turned your safe search off, right? No. FBI, open up! <laughs> <laughs> Zar, tell me what else you liked about the game. I'm so excited. Well, I really liked that... Um, so I have a TV in the bedroom for my wife and I. Sometimes we watch the Roku. Sometimes I play my Switch. And, you know, I, while I was waiting for Laundry to, to go, I was I was playing some Undertale. And she walked in and she's like, well, what are you playing there? And I, I just happened to be at the snail races. And, <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> and, yes. she, and she saw me trying to race this snail. And she's like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, I'm racing a snail. And she's like, oh, can I try? I'm like, go ahead, because I can't seem to get this snail to work. I mean, I encouraged the shit out of it, and it just burned out on the starting line. <laughs> it lights on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you put too much pressure on your snail, and it combusted. <laughs> we eventually got it. It's just like six well-timed, uh, go snail, go. So that was a lot of fun. Got, got to have a nice little bonding moment through video games with my wife. So 
Thank you, Undertale. I appreciate that. His little menage a trois. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, I mean, the combat is is really cool. And what I what I found amazing about this this combat, especially, is you don't have to take up arms at all. I am only wearing a weapon in my inventory slot because it gives me perks. I don't yeah. I, I've not once hit the attack button because this game encourages encourages you not to. And in fact, I won't spoil anything, but will make you feel like the ultimate piece of shit. If you hurt things. Oh, yeah, big time. Also, this game is six years old, dude. <laughs> Say whatever you want. I mean, it's true, but, you know, I, I have my I have my own standards. I'm not one to kiss and tell all the time. <laughs> Why did I imagine you like curling a mustache while saying that? I was actually twiddling my beard. Oh, there there is. <laughs> yes. Oh, <laughs> things I didn't like about this game. I don't know if this game will actually let me say anything bad about it or the fan community. <laughs> That's true. We can handle a bunch of 14-year-old girls with colored hair. Just <laughs> <laughs> Well, thankfully, I really don't have too much negative to say. Um, it's a little slow. I, I really would have wished that uh, some parts would have picked up quicker. It's not a very long game. Like, start to finish, um, I was really satisfied. And um, I, I made sure to read all of the signs that were posted throughout your narrow one-way journey. Its story is really, really deep and really good and, again, makes you feel like such an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so, be a good child. Don't hurt Toriel. Oh, don't hurt Goat Mom. Don't hurt Goat Mom. <laughs> I suppose I don't have too much else to say about this mindfuck of a date. Oddly enough, my door just knocked for Undertale. It, it knew. It's like it knew. So I'm oh. going to end up keep dating this thing. Woo! And I'm going to probably play the violent ending next time. Oh, I would if I were you. That's the best way to do Undertale <laughs> is pacifist and then kill everybody. Oh, I'm going to kill everything. I choose violence. <laughs> violence across the land. See, that's where I differ from a lot of the Undertale community. They say do pacifist route and then that's it. I say, oh, no, 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 no. You do pacifist route and then you kill everybody. Well, those people just don't want to feel like horrible people. Sometimes when I play video games, I like to be the bad guy. Because let me tell you something. If you want if you want a really, really hard boss fight, do a Genesis route and then get to Sans and then tell me what you think. Uh, see, that's what I was kind of thinking. When when you have your final confrontation with Sans. I, I was really afraid of the fight that could have happened. Oh, you should be, buddy. Although, spoiler alert for a six-year-old game, when you do end up killing Sans in that genocide route, actually, the worst death, in my opinion, is Papyrus. Oh, no, but Papyrus is bae! Yeah, just wait till you get to your genocide route. At, uh, by the way, super happy that you're going to keep dating the game, but yeah, genocide route, if you feel like a twat now, just you wait. <laughs> it's going to make me feel so bad. But no, this game really was a mindfuck, and I, I loved every second of it. That is so great to hear, man. I am so glad that for one of us, at least, love is in the air. 
Sometimes we wake up and choose violence. That Peach has just posted that. <laughs> Sometimes we wake up and choose violence. <laughs> Me. All right, so we've got one dump. We've got one date. We've got one mindfuck. It won't let me stop dating it. Yeah, it sounds like Undertale's a bit of a toxic relationship, but let's get to me. Come on, Heartbreaker, let's hear it. As you guys know, I had dying light. And as you also know, I was bitching to you guys a few days ago because I kept dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 90% of the game. I'm gonna I'm going to start with the stuff that I love, because that's kind of the format we've taken. So I'll get to that later. Dying Light has sucked me in more than I expected it would. Okay. The thing is, I don't know what the fuck is happening in the story. Because <laughs> Dying Light had this thing where, uh, I don't know if you guys watch Nakey Jakey, but Dying Light has given me this the rare condition called Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain. <laughs> what does that mean? So, this is a Nakey Jakey term. Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain is when you you do not care about anything that is not second to second good gameplay like you could give a shit about a story you just want to get to the gameplay so i'm not going to go into the rest of the detail but that's essentially goopy goblin gamer brain is you just you you could give a shit you just want to get to the fun game stuff where you're blowing up cars and bonking zombies on the head so nakey jakey doesn't like kingdom hearts very much i mean oh god no <laughs> He, he, uh, he loves Last of Us. Ah, everybody loves Last of Us. This game is the only time that I have experienced the symptoms of Goopy Goblin Gamer Brain. Because usually I love a story, but I find myself just every conversation, I'm like, skip, 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 skip. I want to go run around and jump and bonk zombies on the head. Bog. <laughs> <laughs> so this game has sucked me into like the gameplay mechanics and the fun aspects of it a lot more than I was expecting. Okay, that's fair. Now, also, this game is very much not Rocket League, right? <laughs> uh, right away, I noticed that I was not in a car hitting a soccer ball. That's also fair. Well, did you get the DLC? I did get the DLC, and I'll get to that in the things I do not like. Once I got used to the parkour mechanics, which... I, I would argue I shouldn't have needed to get used to. That, that's fair. But once I got used to them, the the flow of the game or like the flow of motion in this game is actually pretty solid. Like you can run and keep on running a good amount and like just jump from rooftop to rooftop or, you know, like side of a rock to side of a rock. You can explore the same city block for four hours. Right. And like the thing is, the city is it. it it all kind of blends together, but all of it feels different at the same time, which is a weird experience, I should say. <laughs> like, I run around like the same areas, but it doesn't feel like the same areas, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Cyberpunk felt the same way, where like transitioning felt pretty seamless. The weapons, I haven't, I, I gotta be honest, I didn't finish this game because I started doing a bunch of side quests. Naturally. That's how it goes. So I can't speak much on the story. And also, even if I had finished the game, quote unquote, I wouldn't know what the hell the story was. You got to do the I think it's it's like the great Gadduk, uh side quest. It's like about aliens and meteor fragments. 
You gotta get that Gaddock gun. Haven't gotten there yet. I just helped a guy who built a doll of his mother get a choc- uh, get some chocolate and a movie- uh, a chocolate oh and a movie. Oh my god! You met Gazi? Oh. Gazi's my favorite! <laughs> he's, a, he's an interesting fella. If mama's not happy, nobody's happy. I haven't played Dying Light in six years, but you just activated a memory I totally forgot about. Holy <laughs> shit, yes. I forgot about that. You want to know why Gazi is so fucking memorable? Is because it takes an hour to figure out how to get into his goddamn house. Yes! Yes! Yep. Yes, now I remember! I don't know about you, Peaches, but it took me forever to figure out how to get in there. Um, I... Tr- I don't want to get into the gripes just yet. I jumped from the bridge to the roof of his house. And when I fell off the side, I was livid. (laughs) (laughs) It took so long to get into that goddamn house. And let me tell you, let me add this to the things I do like. This game becomes a horror game at night. Very successfully. You don't go out at night. The volatiles. Holy crap. And every zombie, every zombie has just got like an infinite like power level boost. And I have the, along with the Goopy Goblin gamer brain that I was experiencing, I also had this rare symptom called being a gigantic baby bitch. And I was so (laughs) fucking scared the first two nights that I spent like it, like at night in dying light. Oh, it's terrifying because you can't see anything, but you know, everything else sees you. Oh, yeah. I was scared to turn on my flashlight, but I couldn't see where I was going without it. UV is your friend. I don't know what that is. Dude, just shine UV lights at them. It burns their skin. Yeah, they don't like UV light. I haven't gotten there yet. You haven't gotten there yet. You start with a UV light. You just click up on the D-pad. All I have is a flashlight that I know of. Yeah, that duels as a, or maybe not yet. Um, but the any flare you use, all of the flares you use, they're UV flares. Okay. I do have some flares. Because the thing is, like, I, I have been having so much fun running around the city. I, I have spent, I want to say, 10 hours in the game. Uh, most of that time is just running around the city, collecting materials, bonking zombies, getting airdrops. Ooh, that crafting, though. Have you built Noam Chomsky? Dude, I have no crafting re- recipes. Oh, well, he's DLC that was free. I figured if you got the other DLC, it just included the Left 4 Dead pack with Bill and the Gnome Chomsky weapon. Unfortunately, it did not. And so uh, I'll close with the things I like that the RPG elements in this game feel very well realized. Like, I I really enjoy leveling up my skills in this game because the game starts you off really fucking weak. But that makes everything that you do actually feel, like, rewarding. Like, exactly. you really feel like progression. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, IGN. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel. <laughs> uh, let's get into the gripes. Power scaling of zombies. What the fuck? I, <laughs> I had level two everything, and this game throws a giant zombie with a hammer at me. All I have <laughs> is a wrench. And this wrench did not appear to bother this giant zombie at all. Have fun. (laughs) I bonked this thing and repaired my wrench three times till it couldn't be repaired anymore. Zombie's still not dead. (laughs) Flaming zombies. Look, look, just all of these like special types of zombies. I bonked so many times to no avail. 
So the power ramping of zombies feels very off. Like they're throwing these at me and I can't do anything about them. Maybe because they want me to run from them. I don't know, but I feel like they should be locked behind like an area of progression instead of just insta killing me for not knowing that I can't hurt them with my weapons. That's very fair. That's fair. Um, I think this game really went for like other zombie games. They introduce over time like a series of different infected and like more infected come like Dead Rising is a great example. When you start the very first Dead Rising, there's like 12 zombies in the mall. But by the time you're at day three, it is shoulder to shoulder zombies everywhere. (laughs) Dying Light is just like shoulder to shoulder zombies straight from the get go. Like you drop down in in this game and all of a sudden there's like a dozen zombies around. Absolutely. Yeah, they they do not hold back on the quantity of zombies. But I just felt like the powerful special types of zombies should have been introduced maybe once the game gave me a better weapon. Oh, and where you're at right now, I can guarantee you, you haven't seen anything from the special infected yet. I, I remember seeing some kind of green guy, but that was I saw him very briefly but while I was skipping cutscenes. The toad? <laughs> he spits acid on you. Hate it. <laughs> Hate it. <laughs> Ooh, I don't like that. <laughs> But so and on top of that, like not even just with the zombies, there are these guys in suits that have guns and I was just running around outside of the like, like just the base area, like the main base area, maybe like a football field away. There's guys in green suits with guns and they like gun me down while I'm trying to run away from them. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how it be in Haran. Apparently. So anyways, beyond just that. The parkour mechanics, especially initially, if you're going to have a first person parkouring game, you need to be a lot more forgiving with like the areas that you can jump and grab onto just because it's not third person. So you can't see your whole body. You can't see how much space you're taking up. You can't see very much ahead of you. You need to be super forgiving with your parkour mechanics so that way it's not just endlessly frustrating. Oh, yeah. You fall on your ass. Time and time again. Yeah, and like I feel like I was falling down not through any fault of my own, but through the game's lack of forgiveness onto like grabbing onto ledges, etc. Because like there are sometimes where like my guy would just like graze by a ledge, you know, kind of look up at it as he was falling to you know his death, and yeah. it just not grab the ledge. And then other times I would do the exact same jump, and he's like, I mean, obviously I'm going to grab the ledge. What do you think I'm going to kill myself down there? that'd be crazy well peaches what you gotta real what you got you gotta look at it like a bethesda game then you can be really happy (laughs) because all of those bugs visual and game breaking are like mirrored by bethesda so you know if you just take it as that then you, you know it's a good ride so that being said it sounds like you got used to the parkour mechanics eventually right yes so i'm used to them now I'm still going to knock it for those mechanics, though, because the, it, it was not starter friendly, to say the least. That's That checks out. Checks out wholeheartedly. Then lastly, and this is the small thing, the game's graphics definitely have not stood to the test of time, but I am not a guy who cares intensely about crap graphics. So this didn't really bug me, but you can definitely tell that this is like a six year old game. 
The zombie bonking's still fun, though. Still looks pretty when you they, when they go spitch. So, uh, this game, I, if you guys are ready for a rating... Heck yeah! I'm gonna give this game an 8.5 out of 10. Hey. I'm gonna play it until I get... I'm gonna play it in my downtime until I get bored of the bonks. <laughs> bored of the bonks. It takes a <laughs> long time to get bored of the bonks, because I think another great part about Dying Light compared to other zombie games is like, it's really satisfying when you kill zombies in that game. Yeah. Very satisfying. Well, not only that, but if you're having fun with the RPG mechanics and the content and the combat and all that stuff, you are so shallow in this big ass lake right now because the DLC will add so much more. An entire new region that is this like twice the size of both the maps and completely open. Spoiler alert, you get a buggy, and when you yeah. get the buggy, your favorite thing to do is go out at night. Yeah, because you can just spooch volatiles. Oh, hell yeah, and like the the buggy gets RPG mechanics too, it's mwah, it's awesome. Yeah, you can upgrade the buggy, and and then there's uh, the other DLCs like the prison riots, if you like to raid with your buddies, you know, hint, hint, wink, wink, I'll join you on this adventure. I mean, is there crossplay? Because I mean, I, I I saw that it has co-op, but none of my friends on PC have this game. Bummer. Um, maybe with Xbox it is crossplay. We'll see. Because yeah, I mean, I, this game seems like it'd be a lot of fun to play in co-op. I just it also has the same scaling as like Borderlands. So once you are in co-op, the loot gets better, but all the shit gets really tough. Sure. Yeah. No. I could. I, I. I. could see that. There. There are some running zombies that did not appreciate my my uh, pipe wrench. <laughs> oh, those infected are sons of bitches. Because you know, sometimes when you hit them, they reel back and they're like, "No, please stop." Oh yeah, one of them said that to me, and I made sure to bonk it more for even daring to slap me. Bonk. <laughs> 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 All right, guys. We have two dates and we've got one dump. I'm a little disappointed. I wish I had as great of a time with my game as you guys had with yours. You probably could have with the cat lady. That cat lady was lonely. I'm still I'm thinking about looking into that. It should have been risk of rain then. That's all. That's that's what I'm going to (laughs) say. Should have been Octopath Traveler. (laughs) I'm. I was more likely you want to hear something funny is like my uh, one of my bandmates was so disappointed that I didn't get risk of rain that he bought it for me as a birthday present. And now I've got it downloaded. So, um, (laughs) yeah. So I'm cat lady. So yeah. In conclusion, I'm playing cat lady next. Yeah. Peach's (laughs) date didn't work. Now you got to try czars. Fair enough. All right, guys, I think that's going to do it for blind date. I didn't know how much I was going to enjoy having like an episode that spanned over like two different segments. But honestly, it was really enjoyable. And I think this is great for getting out and trying games that you would never normally buy for yourself. Yeah, this was a good time. I I had more fun than I was expecting. I had a mind fuck of a date. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad you got Undertale. I adore that game. It's great, but it forever changed me. (laughs) Yeah, it'll do that. Just wait till you do your (laughs) just wait till you do your genocide run. Oh, no. We are out of time for this episode, but next segment, we've got a special guest returning to the podcast. So make sure you check out that episode because it will be good. And in the meantime, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. 
of the Game Tea Podcast. We will see you in the next episode. You just got your Game Tea. Later! If you like what you heard today and you're looking for more ways to get your Game Tea fix, check us out on Patreon. With bronze, silver, and gold tiers starting at $2 a month, there are several incredible rewards you can receive for supporting the show, such as a follow from us on Twitter, access to a monthly Q&A session, an invitation to our private Discord server, and even bonus episodes of the podcast only accessible to patrons. Your donations will be used to make the show even better. The link to Patreon is in the description with our social media, so go check it out. Once again, thank you so much for listening to the Game Tea Podcast.